0: Hi and welcome to episode 11 of our friends the anthology. I'm David. I'm Ron. And today is our third episode on Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: That's correct. And this week we'll be talking about season 5 episode 16, The Body. Spoiler alert, it's about a body. You're not wrong. (laughs) Let's get right into it. Sure. So I chose this episode because I think it's one of the all-time great Buffy episodes and I just think that it just shows that Buffy doesn't have to stick to a Monster of the Week formula, that it, it takes chances and it really switches it up. I mean, this episode is unlike any other episode in the series.
0: Okay, that's interesting because when I was watching it, I was thinking, wow, this show evolved a lot since season four. No, but I guess this is just kind of a standalone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would say it, it's very different. First of all, it's written and directed by Joss Whedon. Okay. He typically directs, uh, I think, the series finale, the season finales. And so not that not that other directors aren't as talented as Joss, but the fact that Joss helmed this one, it was a very personal episode for him. Huh. I think that he had lost his mother oh, at wow. some point before that. And so a lot of this was kind of based on his experiences and uh, his, how he has experienced loss. Hmm. Uh, so I guess we should just the, I mean, it's a really easy episode to summarize.
0: Yeah, Buffy comes home, finds that her mom is dead. She had an aneurysm. And the rest of the episode is her breaking the news to... Is Dawn her sister? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask some questions about that later. You're
1: you're welcome to. Okay. Not, like,
0: bad <laughs> questions. I just, no, 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 I just no. have things I don't understand. Yeah, no, okay. I
1: as I was watching this episode, I was thinking, oh, gosh, this is going to be... There's some stuff in there It's going to be very confusing. But yeah. I hope that in general no, stuff yeah, I landed understand. for you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, one interesting thing about this episode is it's mainly four scenes. If you don't include the flashback uh, uh-huh. to the Christmas dinner, uh-huh. it's basically each act is a scene. Oh,
0: interesting. And then her friends rally around to support her, but they're not sure how to do that. Exactly. They're also coping with the loss. and yeah. Buffy's coping with the loss and she's kind of in shock and then, of course, her sister is. And then they all meet at the hospital uh, to get the determination from the coroner yeah. of what caused the death. And that's pretty much the episode. But it is intense.
1: Yeah. It really, I mean, first of all, I, I think that there's a lot of stock placed in the actors' performances. Like, there's very little. Each, and each and character... And the actors'
0: performances, I remember I criticized the actors' performances in the season what the band candy episode Yeah, season three these are some great performances yeah so the actors were definitely up to the task and i think probably that comes with tv shows a lot too as you settle in you become more sure-footed and portraying characters and maybe you can you, you probably get better as an actor or actress too it's same as like athletes in sports probably yeah i think you're so. you're always trying to improve
1: it's all diegetic sounds there's no music at the entire oh. episode
0: wow that's interesting yeah that makes sense
1: one thing i love about this episode too is that we had talked punches about the wall <laughs> yeah I, i'd really been waiting for that wall to get it <laughs> it finally did
0: yeah i so happy a lot of people hate the mayor in season three but <laughs> nobody thinks about the wall
1: <laughs> well we had talked before about how in previous episodes and one of the real strengths of buffy is that every character kind of gets their moment to shine every character has layers and I think this episode is sort of the pinnacle of that because you know the cast is mainly Buffy her sister Dawn Giles Xander Xander's girlfriend Anya and uh, Willow and Willow's girlfriend Tara and every one of them has a moment where it's uh, it's about them and about how they're dealing with the loss and I just think that's that's something you don't see because in a lot of shows. Because it could have just been about Buffy. And, I mean, that, that would have been fine. She could have carried the episode. But it's so interesting to see how the people around her are reacting to it. And how they're supporting Buffy. Yeah. There
0: are moments where it stops working for me. The dialogue sometimes is... This is an interesting thing because... And I don't know if I can quite articulate it, but... Sometimes you can write dialogue that isn't realistic, but it's almost a language within the show. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is how these people talk. And they get away with that sometimes here, or it was really apparent in this episode. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time it worked, and a little bit of the time it did not. Like Willow breaking down. It worked, or Buffy in shock. It worked, but Anya—is that her name? Sandra's girlfriend. Yeah, it did not. It sounded like a kid, or or it sounded either like a kid or somebody, or like a drunk person.
1: So Anya is a really weird character.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that was part of the character or not. It
1: it was a. It was she crazy. was originally a demon. And, uh, so she was a villain in an episode and then they defeated her and she became trapped in this human body. And so a lot of her plot lines revolve around her trying to understand what it is to be human, what it is to be mortal. Okay. And so I, I, as I was watching this episode, that was one of the things where I was thinking that's not going to come across at all. It's going to seem really just weird and maybe bad, but that's where she's coming from okay got it yeah and i i didn't brief you on this kind of stuff ahead of time cause, can i ask
0: a question going sure. back to the hush episode uh he's date he knows he's dating a demon but he hates and doesn't trust the
1: the vampire dude yeah it's, explain that i don't remember i honestly don't remember how xander and anya's relationship starts Okay. And at what point he trusted her. It's it's a long, complicated history. And they're together, I think, until the end. I want to say until the end of the show. Oh, wow. But I think even so, even knowing that about Anya, that her moments yeah, sometimes are still a little
0: I off. think they just played up the idea of, like, when you're in shock, you, you stop kind of making sense. <clears throat> yeah. But I think they, at times, went a little beyond. Yeah. Like... I think there's a part where he punch, when he punches the wall, and what's her what's Willow's girlfriend's name? Tara. Tara. Yeah. He punches. Sandra punches the wall, and then he's his hands bleeding, and they're all looking at it, and then Tara comes in, and then she goes, "You, you're hurting, or you're, it hurts," and smiles or something like that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, that
1: moment I don't was get weird it. For me too. Yeah.
0: Have we ever talked about movies that are on? You're not on the same wavelength?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: There are some movies that, bad or good, but usually usually they're bad, considered bad movies. It's almost like you aren't in on the joke when you're watching them. It's almost like you're supposed you feel like you are missing something as the movie's going on. It's bad or it's like not clear in a way that It just confuses you because it doesn't seem it seems deliberate,
1: right? It's worse than something just not having. Yeah, it's not like an Ed
0: Wood movie where you're like, "Oh, he's a bad filmmaker," right? It's like bad in a way where, okay, so like a great example, the movie Neighbors from John G. Avildsen. Hmm. I just don't understand that movie. Something is going on in that movie that does defies my way of understanding movie i don't know what it's going or i'm not explaining myself well.
1: no it makes sense i think that the opposite of that for me is the opening scene with buffy yeah right after she sees the body because everything is crystal clear and it really puts uh, the camera work especially in that opening scene is incredible yeah brilliant like really well thought out really well edited
0: also in the morgue when she's going they like shoot it like a horror movie yeah i like that
1: There's just a lot of really smart things about this episode.
0: And there's like a thing where you want to be able to do that because that's what film is. Like you want to make your, like your brain on the screen, the the image in your brain on the screen. And if you're really unique, I mean, it's what Wes Anderson does. He is a unique point of view. And if you can understand, like people talk weird in his movie, you know what I mean? Right. and then but you're just in on it, or Coen Brothers movies like Big yeah. like Lebowski, and for for sometimes that's what's happening in this in this episode of Buffy, and sometimes it's not. It's where you're like, wait, I don't get how these people are acting. It's like doesn't seem human. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You have some questions for me, I think.
0: Oh yeah. So how is Dawn related to Buffy? So Dawn is Buffy's sister, and like, like how?
1: I kind of don't want to spoil it. Okay, don't spoil
0: it then don't spoil it don't spoil it don't spoil
1: it you want me to tell you and then I'll decide if I cut it out later no I'm saying don't spoil it for me oh really yeah you think you're gonna watch more Buffy I don't know okay the
0: the experiment's not over yet okay
1: it's interesting it's really okay don't say yeah don't, okay. Don't, okay. okay All right.
0: so I also love the stuff they do where it's Buffy like fantasy things yeah but the one time it doesn't work is when she reimagines what the doctor is saying.
1: Hmm. I like that moment where, where the doctors he's talking to her and she's saying...
0: And the audio's know, not synced. I think they do something like that. Yeah.
1: He's saying, it's okay. I have to lie to you. She didn't suffer at all. And then it's in the next... And he actually says that. And then the next line, his mouth is moving. But in Buffy's head, the doctor's saying, you know, yeah, I have to lie to you because... But I do love the first instance of that is the Christmas scene at the beginning.
0: I think the Christmas scene, I don't get
1: why. Well, I did read some trivia saying that the reason the Christmas scene exists is because Joss had to have opening credits, like, executive producer titles and stuff, and didn't want that over scenes with Buffy and her mom's body. So he developed that scene as sort of, like, so it wouldn't be distracting from That's really interesting. Her mother. And I, I don't, particularly love that scene by itself but i do love how it cuts out of that scene which is uh they're in the kitchen with the pies and then the pie on the plate drops and you hear the shattering sound and then you you cut to an extreme close-up of buffy's mom's face it was very startling i thought and just effective
0: yeah i also think that the entire michelle trackenberg story or don't what's her name do yeah. Oh, I hate her nickname from Willow. Oh, Donna. Donnie. Don, Donnie, yeah. That's dumb. It's like nicknames where the name is longer are really stupid, which is pretty much every hockey nickname. Anyway.
1: I thought of you when Willow had her line about Santa Claus. and. Oh, yeah. Because we had talked I about just, that in your yeah. episode.
0: I noticed that too. Also, I love, yeah, I do love the whole thing with the vampire that I was like, my heart was beating a little. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's cool," and it like, it on it reminds you, "Hey, this is still Buffy the Vampire Slayer," but it's also a much more serious, and it feels so high stakes in that moment. And I don't know if it's because the whole episode is so grounded, and then I also love that. I mean, it all makes sense, you know, that this is actually a tough battle for her because she, not battle, that makes it sound like it's really epic or something, but yeah, like the fact that she can't dispatch this guy really quickly it makes sense and that it's kind of, you know, more
1: well, I was gonna say there's, by the skin of the
0: teeth kind of thing. But there's
1: a viciousness to it that you don't see in a lot of the other Buffy fights. Wait, the other wait, vamp-
0: wait. Is skin of the teeth the right expression? Yeah, is yeah, that an expression? Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah. Your teeth have skin. Yeah. Well, they My don't. Teeth? That's the point.
1: Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe depending on when you've last brushed, there could be a, more of a film. <laughs> but what I was going to say is that there's a viciousness to the fight that I feel like you don't see in the other fights in in the series. Most of the fights have this sort of campy vibe to them. It's, you know, a wide of her stunt double doing this crazy kick-flip or with, like, funny punching sound effects. and This is just grappling. Yeah, grappling, struggling, and the fact that she hasn't stabbed in the heart with a stake, she grabs the bone saw and viciously just cuts down on his neck and decapitates him.
0: Yeah, so all the dawn stuff is... Terrific! It's a, Michelle Trachtenberg
1: is like an amazing actress. She was yeah. really good. Yeah, I love how they start thing. off the Dawn storyline too on the fake out. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. It's so good. Oh, also, I just I think you see a side of Willow and Tara's relationship in this episode that just seems really sweet and really natural. And I think it's their first kiss in this episode. And WB pushed really hard for Joss to cut the kiss, and he refused. Hmm. And how interesting, too, that it's not really in a romantic context. It's more of a, right. it's a comforting measure. Right. Oh, another moment that I really love is there's one scene, like a really, really long scene where Xander and Anya starts off with them parking in front of the apartment and going inside to meet with Willow and Tara. And there's a comment at the beginning of the scene. He double parks on the street outside and says, I don't care, they can give me a ticket. And then this entire very long scene plays out. And then he's getting the ticket. It bookends with the shot going out of the open window and you see the meter maid putting a ticket on the dash. And it's just, it's a really elegant bookend, I felt like. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's shot much more cinematic. Oh, yeah. But it's just really funny because I honestly, and I guess we'll see in the next episode, but I got the sense... And I'm not sure that you're completely right in saying that this is a one of like a super unique one of a kind episode. I think the show probably did get leaps and bounds better. It
1: definitely did mature
0: way more, Yeah, much more mature. Exactly, yeah. that's the word.
1: Uh, so, I just think I don't think necessarily Buffy is I'm always. Sure, not all the yeah. I'm sure it's always Buffy the Vampire Slayer, kind of the same. I mean, Buffy is always tackled Bumble. very, especially as it went along, started to tackle more and more mature subject matter. I think that the particularly the way that it was shot and edited. The the fact that each shot, it was more film-like. Like Like each shot had a purpose. Each shot had a very clear intention. And that sort of filmmaking is less present in other episodes. This is really a standout example of that. In fact, in high school, I was taking a class on film and we could pick a scene from, I think, any movie and we had to analyze it shot by shot. And I chose the opening scene to this episode. So you didn't understand the assignment. (laughs) So. So that's about all I have to say. Yeah. I just, I love this episode. And I really, how incredible for basically a monster of the week. I mean, it's not really a monster of the week TV show, but that's how people sometimes think of Buffy. And a lot of the episodes fit that format. How incredible for it to take an episode out of that and create this thing, which I think really stands alone and examines loss in a way that, not many shows have. Yeah. Did you like it overall? Yeah. Cool. So next week we'll be watching season 6, episode 7, and I want you to try and go into it without reading anything about it. I have not read okay. anything for any of these episodes. I, all I'll say is that you're in for something about as completely different from the body as you could.
0: Okay. So I bet you it's
1: a musical episode. I'm not saying anything. Okay. Now you make me seem like I'm right. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed the first three episodes of Buffy. Wrapping up next week. See you next time, and have an amazing week. Are you talking to me or the audience? Most of you. I want you. I will to have, you have know an to amazing, amazing week. Because you seem like you need it? I definitely I do. do.